way that it is. Yeah, but we usually but, we don't <clears throat> ask the stupid and lazy to run for a third term. That's what's really fucking funny is is that you know you have a bunch of people going. Well, America is so far behind, and, oh, and they don't no, have no. free college, and they don't have free health care. And then you have Russia, Ukraine pop up, and everybody goes, "America, please help!" Right? Yep. America, please send. We're, we America, are, we are behind, but that's not because that's not for want or need. It's just the political system. We need everybody to agree because we're it's it's not the president, it's the people, and so mm -hmm. there's no other system like America. The, the, do we need to reform it? Do we need to be libertarians and reform our governmental system? Yes. Do we need to be progressives and reform our constitution like Chile and redraw our constitution in some way and update it? Yes. But do we want to burn it to the ground, give Donald Trump the, the rubble and say rule over this? No. That's my thought. It is time now for something positive. Might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth land, and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning. It is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. A way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Do something. And we're back. Um, what I thought was amazing about Kenya and their new presidential election, when I saw it, um, one guy won 60%, one guy won 39%, and the guy that got 39% is denying the fairness of the election. And I, But I watched all of this stuff on the Kenyan election and the process. Like, every ballot they counted, they held up so that the camera could see it. You know what I mean? And it was so transparent. But then there was election deniers. And I was like, is this the Trump template just going and circling the drain, going around the world? The oh, I mean, absolutely. This well, I would say that this or is, is this Kenya? No, no, no. This is the authoritarian template. Okay. The authoritarian template is if I didn't win, the election was rigged. Okay. That there was ballot stuffing. That there were people's balance being counted that shouldn't. Right. I mean, it's it's the authoritarian template, it's, and that's the if incumbent. It, if I won, if I won, the election was fair, balanced, and <laughs> yeah, right. if I lost, it was you know mismanaged there were problems there you know the there was fraud and that's the problem is this stuff right there there are legitimately elections that are a fraud like let's be real honest there's no way in hell russia's elections are ever yeah, right? actually accurate or hungry's it, come on people like well <laughs> so we have to talk about let's talk about two different types of i would what i would call bad elections yeah yeah there are the ones where, you know, when I say they're fraudulent, I mean, you know, there are ballots being stuffed in places. You've got precincts that are getting 140% of the vote. <laughs> okay. Let's be real fucking honest. And that's you recorded know, that's, and recorded and, and monitored by the UN? Some of it is. Right. I mean, they're just there to report. They're not there to stop the abuse, but they're to record it. Right. And so, like, you know, in, in places like that, you genuinely have, like, these elections that are so completely fucked up that, yeah. you know, all of us looking from the outside go, yeah, no, we know that was a fucking fraud. But then you have what I would consider the other fraudulent elections is where you have only one party to choose from. Right. Where you have um, active, active work to keep another party from being able to voice their message using you know public media streams yeah. where you have um i would say uh, political oppression mm -hmm. you know where you know you're legitimately trying to keep another party from from even being seen right um you you're, might not you're necessarily shooting your opponent you're jailing your opponent right you you have political assassination you own you the you own like the that. news cycle and you tell the world they're bad the russia is the hungries of the world so, you know, 
Okay. I have a lot of issues with our election system being that there are two main parties and yeah, whatever. And you know, we have <laughs> I we agree. have like, I agree. we have like a, a half a dozen other smaller parties that never ever 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 get above like 3% of the vote. I agree. Ever. Mm-hmm. And and legitimately, you know, cuz one I of the parties is scaring you. You're going to siphon off our voters. Please don't vote independent. There's fucking 45% of America like, is independent. Like you have <laughs> You have you have Republicans who don't want libertarian candidates because yeah. they siphon off Republican voters. You have Democrats who don't want the Green Party because the Green Party siphons off Democratic voters. Right. But you could give the Green Party represent pro, uh, proportionate representation if they got three percent. They if they got three percent of the seats, they would start developing room for other parties to come in and grow. But that's not how our election system works. No, and that, for that's worse, like I honestly think so. But like, you know, with authoritarians, it doesn't matter like what side they're on, you know, you, because let's be real honest, you've got the, you've got like the conservative authoritarians, the fascists like Russia, Mm -hmm. and then you have the socialists like, you know, Venezuela. And then you, of course you've got communist countries like like China and Cuba, North Korea, um, or, or other, you know, religious authoritarian regimes like Iran, for example, China. Right. So, so it's, the it's, Philippines. it's, the issue is the authoritarian side. It's not uh-huh. the, it's, it, that's, that's really the issue because it's the same playbook across that spectrum. Yeah. If I win, the, the elections are legitimate. If I lose, the elections are a fraud. That's what I'm and, saying. I think authoritarians got together and created a Facebook for authoritarians and are, they're sharing their ideas together. And I think CPAC is like a way for the Republicans to join that group. I I think the CPAC has turned into something that is absolutely like, like I I feel like if if their their quote unquote lifelong love Ronald Reagan saw what they were doing, Reagan would be like, "What the fuck?" I agree. What are you doing with the Russia? What are you in bed with a Russian for? <laughs> he would have a fit, you know. Right. Or or if JFK saw, you know, the way that, you know, some of the the liberal people look to places like China or you right. know, even Venezuela, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, you know, some of the or or FDR, he would, you know, they would look at these, they would look at what their parties have done and they would go, What the fuck are you on? What right. is this? This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Right. And so one of the things that you know i try to keep in mind with this is is that you know there's a reason why i you know why i look at myself more like i'm not a centrist in the term of you know in in the in the terms of like i'm not democratic or republican i'm libertarian in the i am the exact opposite of authoritarian i do not like authoritarians okay. and i think that i think that our system of government lends more credence to authoritarians than it should yeah we gotta stop we gotta stop expecting the president to do everything what was it that dr oz was on tv and he's like six dollars salsa we got president biden to blame for that and i put out a tweet about that i was like so you really don't think it's the supply chains causing this you don't think it's the lack of migrant workers like working on this you don't think all of these other things that raise the price of that food you, like it's it's biden biden's to blame for my expensive salsa people get off your fucking high horse it's not a president's job alone to fix it you know and it wasn't well, and that's, i'll say that i'll say that till the cows come home i don't want trump i don't want biden fixing it you know i just don't want them coming up with creative solutions to my problems i want now, the people right. to speak about now now there are there are some issues that you know you can certainly place on the shoulders of biden in this case but i would also place them on the shoulders of trump too the thing about the thing about having a diverse energy supply is is that you know, our ability to move goods from one end of the country to the other uh-huh. is costing more because number one we're not getting as much oil thanks to russia's war in ukraine right but also thanks to the fact that we have sanctioned places like Venezuela and Iran Agreed. that are major oil producing countries yeah. to the point where, you know, what should be an abundance of supply mm-hmm. is unavailable. That's right. Because if you, if you remove the sanctions, you crash the market and, and also say what we were doing was wrong. And more importantly, in this political atmosphere, 
he can't say what we're doing is wrong. So he has to have the sanctions on. But honestly, remove the sanctions, crash the market, oil will be a dollar, you know? Right. And that's, and so you have that, but then also too, like if you actually took the time to, do, you know, to invest in alternative energy sources yeah. that saved fuel, yeah, the dollar, you know, the, mm -hmm. the price of oil would crash even further. You know, there's, there are some good reasons why, you know, maybe places in the city should run solely on electric cars. Totally. It's not just the smog. It's the fact that, you know, you're not driving that far to begin with. Mm -hmm. So getting into your car you know, plugging it in when you get home. So that way it's charged for the next day. Yeah. Pretty easy to, pretty easy to sit down and say, look, you know, you know, there are some benefits for people to use electric vehicles in the city and realize that, you know, if you want to go long distances, you know, gas powered, diesel powered vehicles are going to be the way to go because yeah. you're going to get further on quote unquote, a tank of gas. That's right. Um, I don't know the, the Star, Star Trek Enterprise didn't want run on gas, you know, it's no, some use nuclear fuel. That's what <laughs> so I'm, that's, that. that's what I'm saying. We advance, we need to advance like, okay. So the car was invented. People started getting run over. Did the president get blamed because industry was expanding? Like, I don't think Biden is responsible mm -hmm. as much as everybody has a spot in this. He's just started. Oh, yeah. He's starting the process that should have started like with, with, gore like with clinton we should have started turning towards this, clean energy he's we're really late to the party and shit got really fucked up and it sucks that trump did his best to deregulate the situation and biden could expand it but i love what we're doing we need to invest and this is gonna reduce the deficit this new mm -hmm. the name sucks but the the, the deficit will yeah. be reduced and it's been reduced every year with biden and that's a cool thing to know actually you know? that's and that's and that's the thing is the deficit needs to keep being reduced right you know but that's the thing is is like yeah are there certain things that we could sit down and say yeah this is Biden's fault yeah sure because oh, sure. you know yeah you can't really control the whole fact that russia decided to invade a sovereign nation right but by but when you take that oil off of the market but then don't replace that oil mm -hmm. on the market with either lifting sanctions from another country or right. encouraging drilling in your own. What you end up with is higher oil prices, which means higher price of delivery to food. So yeah, in yeah. that sense, you know, do we need to have sanctions on Russia? Yes, we well, do because the behavior is unacceptable, but, I agree. but what you have to either then say is, is that the American people are either going to be a willing to suffer with the pain needed to uphold democracy or B we need to offset that pain somehow. And the way that we offset that is, you know, unfortunate to how we want to do things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Biden made his choice well, for better or worse. Kind of. You know, there was a, I'm, there was a factor in there called the European union who didn't, you know, kind of stop buying Russian oil and gas. And they've that, significantly, they've significantly. They are, and by the end of the year, they'll be done with it. But in the meantime, Russia gets a billion dollars a day, which is minimal for a country that size, but it still helps every, every little bit helps when you're trying, when you're trying to take over a nuclear facility, nuclear facility in enemy territory, you need all the money you can get. Damn, I mm -hmm. stepped all over my own segue there. Zabarisha. Wait a minute. Can I just say something? Because I, mm -hmm. I practiced. I'm going to do it. So Rada Odinga was the incumbent in Kenya that, that's saying the election was rigged. And Ruto, wait, ah, William Ruto is the guy that was running for Kenyan president for the past six years. There's only been five five presidential elections in kenya and this has been the least violent of all of them but there was an election official that was murdered and his body was found and then four others were contesting the election as it was being announced and that's why it just reminded me of the trump thing but yeah um go odinga get out of there go go away so but that really scared me i thought you would want to talk about zaporizhia for sure because this is a nuclear power plant with six reactors that could affect everyone everyone and what's russia doing there what's going on there what's going on nuclear terrorism that's what russia's doing there is that, but he's allowing uiaa for whatever <laughs> he's allowing nuclear officials in to monitor 
eventually at some mm. point he says not that he's ever mm. lied he's, i mean he's lied once or twice but he wouldn't lie about this right you also have to remember that part of the authoritarian playbook is oh no i'll totally allow you in you get to go here but none of these other places right yeah agreed and, and oh while you're here that bomb that just hit the building that was ukraine that wasn't ours <laughs> Yeah. yeah ukraine doesn't want that fucking plant you know they they've already dealt they've already dealt with and continue to deal with chernobyl yeah they don't need a second one that's right russia doesn't give a shit that's the thing russia does not give a shit their mentality is it's ours or it's nobody's right they're putting military uh equipment they literally in, are in storing people. military hardware there right and they're shooting at the city right across the way like thousands of people have died just across the street from this plant because russians are bombing there and they're saying mm -hmm. that ukraine is trying to bomb them and it's crazy why would ukraine start bombing that facility you know well it's crazy because it's crazy it's crazy because this is what <laughs> putin's army is doing and yeah. that's where this is just absolutely fucking wild yeah like, this is so bad I agree. This is so bad. Just get out of there, Russia. Just get out of there. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is, is that, you know, this this whole issue, like, one of the things that, you know, the world is going to have to sit down and decide is what, what, what would constitute a terrorist act? Agree. That this. would require, that would require involvement. Right. And taking over and setting up military hardware in a nuclear power plant is one of those things where there needs to be a serious conversation about what that looks like. Yes. Um, because these things are nothing to fuck around with. I thought that at the very beginning of this war that, man, you need to get some like united forces in there, UN forces to just surround these places so that nobody can get in, you know? <laughs> Which is what, sh which is ideally like, you know, if, if there was a thing that you could do, make the UN do, this would be one of them. It's like, yeah. look, you know, nuclear, these nuclear power plants, it's like, these are not they're, war zone yeah. targets. They're not Ukraine. And they're not Russia. They are a sovereign nation. You guys duke it out. Themselves. <laughs> I mean, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't even be up for discussion. They were, right. they are part of Ukraine and it shouldn't have anything to do with Russia, but here we are. Here we are. Hmm. so facing nuclear war again that's going to yeah. affect everybody by the way you know what i mean what do you want to eat see this nuclear cloud you don't think this nuclear cloud like the wind couldn't just blow up to russia and just kill everybody but i really want to say ukraine fuck yeah like i love them i feel like we're we're letting ukraine punch out russia as best they can so we come in and have a justification to fucking just kill you know what well, I, mean? I mean the numbers the numbers uh, as of this week russia has lost more people in ukraine yeah. in six months than the soviet union lost in afghanistan in nine years yeah and putin can't go to the general public for more troops without alarm bells going off that he's doing a bad job and losing that many people so he's trying to conscript people from occupied regions that russia has like romania and uh Macedonia. transnistria right i mean yeah, yeah 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 so so i mean realistically like i think i think that at some point europe is going to have to europe and, and america are going to have to have the conversation of what what does the end of this look like yeah because we're dealing with we're dealing with massive issues mm. and we either have to keep throwing money in arms at ukraine we or if to. we want this or if we want this to end you know play you know countries in europe have to be willing to fight this against russia that kind of sucks though how do you come in at the end of their war and 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 save victory like i think we have to let ukraine win this one at this point i like what we're giving them we're giving them mind sweeping detecting detecting equipment and that tells me they're gaining ground they're getting more HIMARS and and uh anti-tank missiles that tells me that they're doing a great job with the equipment we're giving them and yeah russia is not advanced as advanced as ukraine's um equipment as the equipment ukraine is getting russia isn't as advanced 
technologically. You know what I mean? Russia, it turns out that the Russian army is a paper tiger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing is it's like, yeah, starting in 2014, we started we started training Ukrainian troops. But we were training Ukrainian troops on tactics. We weren't yeah. training them using, you know, sophisticated weapons. Yeah. I just think realistically, if if we could train Ukrainian pilots on American airframes, hell yeah. If we could train Ukrainian tankers on American tanks. Yeah. If we could train Ukrainian soldiers with our Ukrainian uh, Navy servicemen using American boats. Yeah. I agree. I realistically think that there would be no question about whether or not. Or British tanks. British tanks are fine with me too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Turkey, there send would be, some more drones. Please, let's have another. Party there would be going. no question about whether or not. Um, Ukraine could take on the Russians. So here's my it's question. A- I have a great question. Sorry. Mm. I love Ukraine. So we, we've spent $10 billion. We've given Ukraine $10 billion. When this is all over, do we hand the bill to Russia? Well, um, I think we should. In a war crime, so, wouldn't that be part of compensation? So there's that. Okay, I'm um, just curious. There, so you have what, so basically right now, what you have is quote unquote lend lease. And so what we've done is we've dusted off the old playbook from the second world war, the lend lease act. Mm. Basically the equipment is ours. Right. Unquote. Now, does that mean that we're actually going to ask for it back? No, no, no. And realistically, why would we do that? Why would we not do that? Well, here's the real answer. Either A, number one, we sell the munitions and everything needed, the maintenance, in order to keep those things running to Mm -hmm. Ukraine. Two, um, we sell the licensing uh, and the training in order to do it. Love it. And realistically, you know, Ukraine is... You know, all of the nations that we've used, that we've participated in lend lease with, um, they they typically continue to use um, our equipment. Mm. Why? It's readily available. Well, advancing. Can order. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's well. It's they can, and, and even to the point where it's like, for example, like um, you know, High Mars or the uh-huh. uh, I forget what the tank version of it is. Or the um, laser <clears throat> laser dome in Israel, right? Um. But like like the like the uh, tracked version of HIMARS, for mm. example, I think it's the M two seventy is what it's called. Um, yeah, that's what they just sent a whole bunch of. They're they're so, killer killing tanks. So so no, so the M two seventy is basically like in so like HIMARS is you know you've got six rocket tubes that can get loaded in and mm-hmm. they can just take the fuck off real fast. Right. The M two seventy is a tracked version of it, and oh, it nice. does not do that. Um. It, you know, it's, is it, is it mobile? Absolutely. Is it as mobile as high Mars? Um, but you get more rockets out of it. So it's mm. a trade-off more firepower, less mobility, more mobility or less, but less firepower. Yeah. High Mars has high Mars. You can literally fire that fucker and haul ass. Nice. The M270 is not quite the same. Okay. So, but here's where, <clears throat> but here's where things get fun. So like, the M270, Germans have a bunch of M270s, but the Germans create make their own rockets oh. for the M270. Gotcha. Um, I believe there's a couple other places that have the M270 as well, and they make their own rockets for it as well. That's cool. And so these are places, uh, I think Britain is one that makes their own rockets for them. But the idea is, is that, you know, you have places now that have their own centralized manufacturing. Yeah. So what this yeah, could yeah. lend to is, you know, Ukraine could now manufacture their own rockets. I mean, yeah. we've seen what we've seen what the Neptune missile is capable Fuck of. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Go Ukraine. Um, <laughs> so so if Ukraine, you know, which has, you know, which has a heavy investment in, you know, arms manufacturing at this point. Right. I can what I can see, you know, Ukraine turning into is something much like Israel, something much like 
is it yeah. the Czech Republic or Serbia? One of the, the Czech, I think it's, I think it's the Czech Republic where they become basically their own arms building facilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, is like Ukrainian, uh, I think it's the T 64 is what Ukraine makes. It's basically like, uh, it, they basically took the T 72 and they made it better. Um, and then you have, they, uh, what they've also done with the, um, the AK-74 is they have their own bullpup version called the Malyuk. And nice. basically they, they made all, they made it entirely functional, but they turned it into a bullpup. So that way you could fly, fight close quarters instead of, you know, your traditional, you know, long gun. Uh-huh. I love all of that. So Ukraine, what, what, and what Zelensky has said is, is that, you know, at this rate, what Ukraine needs to look at doing in order to protect its sovereignty is to become an arms manufacturer, much like places like um, Czechoslovakia, uh, Czech, not Czechoslovakia because they're not a country, anymore, the Czech Republic or uh, Israel has done, uh, and that they become their own arms manufacturer. Or, or South Korea, for example, is another great one that they become their own. Um, they become their own ability to manufacture their safety and arm their population. I think in a lot of ways, what you'll see there as well is you will see kind of like a a look and a shift, kind of like the American population where we have the right to bear arms, you know, Ukraine in this war literally started handing out rifles to civilians who wanted them to, who wanted to defend themselves, their country. And I think that that's absolutely brilliant. And I think that one thing that Americans need to remember is, is that, yeah, we might not, you know, we might not see uh, Canada or Mexico that can come in and and try and compete with us. But there are, there, there is one army out there that probably could, and and they're not going to do that. But realistically, you don't want to sit down and go, we don't need these things because we're never going to face it. You want to have these things so that way you don't have to face it. And and so You're that's amazing. where that's that's been one of those things. Like you watched a bunch of people go from, you know, nobody needs a weapon of war to, oh hell yeah, let's just give them to Ukraine. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't I don't mind that at all. Let Ukraine advance in their own in their own sovereign way. Exactly. And and I think that that's what you will see happen with Ukraine is is that they're they will advance in ways that you know yeah. that makes sense from an eastern approach and they will have done it because of russian aggression like exactly you could have just let the sleeping bear lie russia but you had to keep poking it until it advanced enough to kill you <laughs> and that's the thing is is like you know ukraine got a lot of weapons they got uh, what i would continue what i would say is a lot of c-tier and b-tier weapons and the ukrainian army has been absolutely fucking yeah. playing and marry hell with the Russian army right? in a way that shouldn't have happened. They're still taking you know, their losses, paper. but not in comparable at all to the Russian losses. It's, it, you know, it has been something that is absolutely astounding to look at. Like yeah. it has been absolutely wild. Well, they can, they that, can create small pockets that can attack and maneuver. Whereas Russia needs, like you said, has a top down command and nobody does anything without the general saying. So it's just a different form of fighting. When, and, and I think that's, that's been one of the things that Ukraine learned from, uh-huh. you know, starting to work with American soldiers is, is that we have a top down plan, but our plan on the battlefield is fucking chaos. And, and the funny thing is, is, is that, you know, all of the major armies that we faced off against in history have said the exact same thing. In fact, uh, I, I want to say it was, was it Rommel or was it, it was either Rommel, Goering or Guderian who said that the American battle plan is chaos, you know, in a standard warfare sense, you know, you right. have all of this top down command, you have all of this planning, the Americans fundamental strength is taking whatever you think is possible and throwing it out the window right and saying fuck you watch this <laughs> yeah they used to just send a line of soldiers and a guy would sit on a horse and go fire 
And that's how they did war. Fight, they'd fire cannons at each other on purpose until enough of them were dead, you know? And then the general would go back and go, well, we lost. But America suddenly said, we're going to do the guerrilla tactics, right? I can't remember what movie that was. One of those Mel Gibson movies. That was uh, The Patriot. The Patriot, yeah. But, um, but, but even still, you know, essentially, you know, what, you know, in that case, you know, we kind of changed warfare as it was, uh-huh. you know, it used to be, so it used to be, um, highly frowned upon to pick off officers and generals. It was right. considered ungentlemanly. That's right. It was like, well, fuck you. You're the ones making decisions yeah. and we want you out. Right. So boom. You don't attack a, a, an army on their way to the field. Right. Yep. Right. You know, and, and we're like, that doesn't no. fuck no. off. Get out of our country. Don't yeah. do that. Don't get, get out. Know. Yeah. Or, um, you know, but even then, you know, still it was just like the thing about like a, you know, the thing about an army is, is that it's only as good as its supply lines and it's only as good as its ability to think on its feet. Yeah. If, <clears throat> you know, if your battle plan is just throw a bunch of people at it until you overwhelm it, if you have enough people, it's a strategy. But mm-hmm. if you don't have enough people, it's a bad strategy. Right. It always has been. Hi, Maggie. You know, <laughs> sorry, that's Maggie to me. So somebody said, "Are we divided?" And I was like, "Well, eighty-five percent are anti-insurrection. Eleven percent are kind of for it." I don't know if that's a divide. I think it's a fracture we can work on. <laughs> well, like you look at you look at some of you look at some of the greatest battles of history, oh. where you know the top down planning was what dictated um the marching orders of of your general army right and and those failed miserably rome and like, napoleon <clears throat> yeah even as recently as the second world war you had you had the german army just outside the gates of moscow oh. but hitler was so hell bent on getting right. stalingrad that he turned that it got turned into a meat grinder yep. and instead of capturing the head of the soviet union you lost so many millions of tro- troops and, because yep. because of bad strategy enemy at the gates now with, God, that was a good movie with, too with with the american strategy is this is the end goal here's what we think is going to work mm-hmm. if that doesn't if that is not what you're seeing on the battlefield Find a way to make it work. You solve the problem at a smaller local scale. You command your area. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, and, and so what ends up happening is, is that you just, you end up having these groups come up with these weird fucking tactics that work on small scales and is, and, and it is, it it is about encouraging adaptation. That's right. Adapt to the scenario and the situation that you're in and you fucking figure out what lever you need to pull in order to beat the shit out of it. You know, so there was a story I can segue real easy to, and it's China called us stupid and lazy. So I kind of did a China called us stupid and lazy tweet storm. You know, uh, China calls us stupid and lazy as they cower from our fucking advanced military. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, are we stupid and lazy? You're stealing our technology. You're like, (laughs) you would be a third world country if if our corporations didn't invest in you. Your your power grid is stretched to the max and you just created it. (laughs) You know, like... Are you are you as advanced? Your vaccine kind of sucked, you know. <laughs> so I don't know if America's stupid and lazy, but I will say a portion of America is stupid and lazy. But we're working on that, China. There's always a portion of every country that's stupid and lazy, and that's uh-huh. just the way that it is. Yeah, but we usually but, we don't <clears throat> ask the stupid and lazy to run for a third term. That's what's really fucking funny is is that you know you have a bunch of people going. Well, America is so far behind and, oh, and they don't no, have not. free college and they don't have free health care. And then you have Russia, Ukraine pop up and everybody goes, America, please help. Right. Yep. America, please send. We're, we, America, are, please. we are behind, but that's not because that's not for want or need. It's just the political system. We need everybody to agree because we're it's, it's not the president, it's the people. And so mm-hmm. there's no other system like America. 
the, the, do we need to reform it? Do we need to be libertarians and reform our governmental system? Yes. Do we need to be progressives and reform our constitution like Chile and redraw our constitution in some way and update it? Yes. But do we want to burn it to the ground, give Donald Trump the, the rubble and say rule over this? No. That's my thought. No. And then that's exactly it. It's, it's that we have our problems. Uh -huh. Absolutely. We have our problems. They're fixable. But, they are. They could be fixable. Yeah. I, I will say they can They could be fixable. Yeah. But <clears throat> there are things that have been prioritized in this country, for better or for worse. Uh -huh. And there are certain things that I wish that we would prioritize differently. Me too. But and we will until until <laughs> I would say until the world accepts the fact that you know as long as countries insist on trying to take over other countries the america that you know is going to be a arms manufacturing powerhouse that's fine that's all there is to it and we're going to sell that technology to our friends and our allies mm -hmm. and we're going to we're going to learn how to use that technology and when a russia ukraine pops up when a china taiwan pops up yeah. when a you know whoever pops up it's real easy to defend democracy against communism. Like if you skewed and vagaried and grade the, the definitions of everything, you might be able to slip in and subvert it. But when you make it a hard line of democracy, communism, I know what I'm fighting. And I'm happy to fight that anywhere. Any big brother would want to, you know, defend a little brother. I'm happy to fight authoritarianism, not yeah. even just communism, authoritarianism. Can I ask a Left question? Yeah. Do you feel like the word authoritarian, the word oligarch are academic liberal words to seem smarter? Can we just call it no. op, like oppression? Because I think certain people just hear those as French words, like big words, and they just discount them. Like you're calling Donald Trump an authoritarian. You had to make up a word for what he is. And I think people just, they didn't hear it 10 years ago and they don't, they don't, like These are now. words that have existed for for centuries. Yeah, and it's not my fault that the average person has uh, an unwillingness yeah. at this point to even just Google what that means. We could call him a kleptocrat too. That word's been around forever. But kleptocrat, uh, like, okay. uh, kleptocrat, uh, yeah. kleptocrat, oligarch, um, uh, theocratic, whatever you want, whatever type of rule it is. Like, yeah. the thing is, is that. The problem that we currently king a king is <laughs> monarch right. See, there's the words for that, that king or monarch. I feel like academics <clears throat> are like I want to use a bigger word to sound more important, but you could call him an oppressor. You know. Well, so I mean, but that's the thing is, is that you know, king was the English term. You know, you had yeah. Kaiser, you had right, you had Czar, you oh, had Caesar, you had I get it. You know, but it was all meant to describe a monarch, a mm -hmm. ruler. Or, yeah. you know, you had a dictator, somebody who was, you know, they, they were not, you know, they didn't yeah. see that their power was bestowed by God. They were just, you know, I am the ruler, fuck you. Oh, yeah, these terms are, but, are, are familiar in Cuba, in Iraq, are, in Hungary. <laughs> like, but people know are. those words. But in America, they're these new terms that we are, we're just, we're, we're having trouble. I don't have a trouble with calling him an authoritarian. I try not to use that word on Twitter because I think certain dumb people are like, you're just trying to be academic. So I call him an oppressor. You know what I mean? Donald Trump, the, the problem, oppressor. And the problem is, is, is that people don't, you know, people have different ideas on what an oppressor is, oh. you know, just because, just because you don't feel oppressed doesn't make them an oppressor, but you cannot deny whether or not someone is an authoritarian based on based on certain uh, definitions, mm. because the average the average person like the average white person like right. you or me would would sit down and say, well, Donald Trump hasn't oppressed me, so how is he an oppressor? Right. Those but that other, oppress, but there's will a bunch oppress. of people. But there's a bunch of people who will go, oh yeah, no, he definitely is an oppressor. Right. But, but he wants to be a king. That makes sense. But too. when you but when you look at the definition of an authoritarian, you start to see uh -huh. you start to see a, a much more concrete definition. You that get to see his play fits. his playbook, right? Exactly. Yeah. You start. You it's it, you, if you have the right word and the right definition, uh -huh. you start to see what makes more sense. For example, I want to say it was uh, the book 1984 was banned 
in it was banned in China oh. and the USSR for being anti-communist. Wow. But in certain parts of the United States, it was banned for being pro-communist. The right. reality of the book is, is that 1984 is anti-authoritarian. And the truth is not neutral. And so when you look at reality, it's just that people don't understand what the word authoritarian is mm. and what it means. And that is not our fault that they refuse to learn what that means. And you can be a fascist authoritarian. You can be a nationalist authoritarian. Hitler, a, Hitler was a, right. a, Hitler was a fascist authoritarian. You can have a communist authoritarian. Stalin, is, Stalin was a communist authoritarian. You can have a socialist authoritarian. You can also have a democratic authoritarian, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, and then, then that's, that's the real answer is an authoritarian is authoritarian. It doesn't matter what form right. of government that it takes. So people just have to get that word in their vocabulary as normalized. Mm -hmm. Okay. Author, you know, someone who believes that they have all of these powers centralized in one person, mm -hmm. that is an authoritarian. And it's and, not, it's not wrong for him to want have those beliefs. If Donald Trump believes that he wants to be America's first authoritarian, he's free to ex to explore that. Yep, he's Sorry. free to explore it. Sorry, and uh, I don't want it. <laughs> right, I I don't blame the people that speak it. I blame the people that hear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You made the decision to follow this fucking corny, fucking whatever. whatever. And that's the thing is that for me, you know. I am anti-authoritarian. I don't care if it's left or yeah, me too. Right. Me too. Like, I don't like the thing is, is that I believe that people need to be able to make their own choices yeah. and explore their, their own, uh, who they are, right. You know, and have relatively few guardrails to do that. That's right. I don't want that, that don't, the government that the government puts on us. Freedom of speech is a big one for me. Like, like agreed. I, I had to laugh because you know, there's a federal judge that called Florida a First Amendment upside down, like in terms right. of stranger things. Right. Like something we've talked about to me, you know, Florida's don't say gay bill, the the stop woke bill. Uh-huh. Those are things that are government curbs on free speech. That they're an that is illegal. They're an overreaching government. Like that's exactly. what that's an expansion of government controls. And I think progressives and libertarians agree on that. Stay out of our business. I just don't want 50 authoritarians. I don't like states rights because I don't like 50 authoritarians. I want a check for every governor. And, that well, and here's the thing is, is that, that has even, to be federal. And here's the thing is, is that libertarians would also tell you they don't want 50 authoritarians either. Right. What they want are, you know, what, what the average libertarian wants is relatively few widely accepted guardrails Right. that, you know, these are things you cannot do period. End of story. Uh -huh. Like we all agree that, you know, for example, um, freedom of speech is paramount being able to say what you are and not have the government censor. I agree. I think people genuinely don't understand the concept of freedom of speech because they keep saying, well, Facebook keeps taking my stuff down. Facebook's a private company. They can censor whatever the fuck they want. It's right. your job to decide whether or not you're willing to patronize. And that. again, it's not Joe Biden or America's government that should be regulating your conversations. Do it yourself. Face the consequences. Grow up there, you know? <laughs> right. And, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, for every person who goes, well, I can't believe that, you know, they would censor what I say. You get, well, I can't believe that they would let child pornography on their servers. Mm. And we got to do something to stop it. Yeah, we do. We and do. We have laws right. and they do. And they they, do stop it that. works. Right. But it wouldn't it, do that in a communist state. The checks wouldn't be there. It would be one man deciding whether that porn should stay on the, the server or not, as opposed right. to a system that corrects for that. Right. Exactly. Okay. So. And, and the reality is, is, is that, you oh, know, America. when you, you know, when you have high level things, it's like, these are things all Americans will abide by. Yes. We, you know, Americans in general can come to agreements. We can but all agree. That's they our need series. To be few, and that's the few things Those these are the few guardrails that need to be in place. Okay. What can we all agree on? Give me one. Mm, what can we all agree on? I, I think we can all agree on the idea that I should be able to practice my religion without any sort of interference. I love that. And, yep. and realistically, that is a thing in America that is allowed. It and is we've allowed. had some, we've had some not so shining moments, but there have been reasons why, for example, yeah. I will go with the whole Warren Jeffs saga. 
we didn't necessarily have an issue with the fact that they were polygamist. That was a great mainstream media scare tactic back in the day. Okay. What we had a problem with from a federal standpoint is there were 14, 13, 12 year old girls being forced into marriage. Right. And having babies. And we can all agree that, you know, kids should not be getting, you know, pregnant. Mm. Can we all? Yes, we can all agree. We can all that. agree whether or not they carry it. That's not something we can agree on at this point. Right. I know that's agree. where my pause we was. Can all, we can all agree that that shouldn't be happening. That we can all agree that 12-year-olds should have the right to not be pregnant. Right. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. And so that's, and so that's where our issue was. We were kind of, you know, the government was kind of like, well, you know, there's, it's a whole religion. There's not really a whole lot we can do about it. But the moment that kids started showing up pregnant was the, the moment that it, you know, what you ended up having was you can call it a religion all you want, but child abuse is child abuse. And, and there, there's a very fine definition. So society failed to uphold its standards on these polygamists and the and the government had to and you know like waco too we had to kill those fuckers you know and ruby ridge too we just we had to kill them they, we just had to as a government they overstepped their mouth <laughs> religion is a touchy subject somebody on twitter was like if they get to send me christmas cards i get to send them pagan holiday cards and i was like wait I like Greek Greek mythology. Can I get in this multi-religious card circle? You know, because I think that would be so cool. Send send a card with your religion to a bunch of people, and we can have 13 different religions represented every Christmas. I love that idea. I'm not a religious person, and I will wish people happy holidays. I'll wish them Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, a happy uh, Eid. You know, whatever, whatever. I, I, you know, you can, you can still say Merry Christmas. Hell it's yeah. just, I, you're you, the Jewish person doesn't celebrate Mary, you know, a, a Merry Christmas. They celebrate Hanukkah. So right. wish them a happy Hanukkah. That's right. And, and maybe the Jewish person in return will wish you a Merry Christmas because you celebrate Christmas. You know, that's, that's really what it boils down to. May the gods that, be you know, with you. I love Zeus. <laughs> you, know <what> right. I mean? <laughs> you know, and that's the, and that's, that's where the whole freedom of yeah. religion is. You know, it is, it is in the idea that, you know, the government cannot force a religion upon you and nor should you force a religion upon anybody else. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's, it's that, you know, if you don't celebrate anything, great, that's perfectly fine. You know, happy holidays, pretty generic. If you celebrate anything. Right. I think freedom is a box on the shelf and you can pick it up and choose to use it or you can set it aside and let somebody else use it you know and i think that i I talked to you about having the woke conversation but i i worked that out on audio pong but marco was in fear that for me to question my identity meant he had to as well or he couldn't he had to become a gray alien he called it with no gender and no sexual identity and i had to tell him that he gets to be be what he wants to be if he wants to be but freedom gives somebody like me the choice to explore all of the options and talk about them and come back to who i am just because he landed on who he was already doesn't mean we all have and freedom life liberty and the pursuit to happiness means i get to land where i want without hurting you you know right it's like that's great if you identify if you if you sat down you know yeah. if, if you even if you didn't sit down even if you like, did i you know i'm i'm this white straight dude right great cool i don't you know what cream that's, of wheat. <laughs> that's perfectly that's perfectly accessible that's right you know there nobody is saying that you can't be that it's right that nobody is, but what people are saying is is that you can't keep people from not being that right it's there if you want to use it you know it's there Mm -hmm. if you want to use it if you don't want to use it let somebody else use it and i think that's the important thing i think we were actually having this conversation last night here in the house it's like i just i genuinely don't understand how somebody can be so involved in somebody else's life that they have no fucking connection to whatsoever right like i legitimately don't understand i'm just trying to keep my own shit together here i asked marco i was like who are you basing you're judging a transgender person for wanting to be transgender but what are you basing that on yourself and if you're basing it on yourself of course you don't want to be transgender but you're not them (laughs) you know exactly i was so amazed that i articulated that so well i made 
to fucking Instagram, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's you are you. You get to be you. And, right. and I think that's one of the biggest things that, you know, you have this group of people that have not understood this. It's yeah. like nobody is saying that you don't get to be cis, white, straight. That's right. Nobody is saying that. What they are saying is, is that you don't get to, you don't get to force that upon other people. Right. Like nobody is saying you don't get to be Christian. What they are saying is you don't get to force that on somebody else. Right. That would, it would be no different than if somebody who was a Muslim was forcing that upon you. What are you going to do? You're going to fight back. That's right. Obviously. I, yeah. Or, or you can be like, all right, cool. You could go do you. We need more of you in the world. I can't be a mechanic, but somebody else is. Should I judge him for being a mechanic? No, mm -hmm. I think I should just accept the fact that he can work on a car. You know, <laughs> like you can't you can't stop the fact that you know there are people out there that yeah. were you know born physically in the wrong body, but you don't get to sit down and say no, you weren't. Hey, you don't get to question that. Like that's great if you if you you know if you feel like you were born in the wrong body and by getting the body that, you know, matches to who uh -huh. you are, yeah. makes you a happy, healthy, productive person. Cool. You know, that's that right. has nothing to do with me. That's right. At all. That you still have nothing the, to do with me. You still have the ability to wander through identities as you want to. Like I told them, I'm a heterosexual man now. Now I'm a gay man. Now I'm a bi man. Now I'm pansexual. It gives me the freedom to do all that without somebody judging me for it. And that's what woke is to me. I don't know what it is to other people. It's a weapon mm -hmm. to other people. And I don't think it should be. It's not trying to oppress mm -hmm. the right. Like I also believe that if you want to be a narrow minded bigot, you have the right to do that until you hurt somebody. And that's, you know, and unfortunately like, you know, you're never going to be able to stop people from, from, sincerely held beliefs right. i do think that some of those beliefs are held because you know they were taught to hold those beliefs i really do um i've heard time and time again how people who were racist who were sexist <laughs> experienced a hardship that you know the person a uh, person that they hated helped them through right and it made them question their entire worldview as to why did i hold these beliefs yeah yeah. And what you come to find out is, is that there's a lot of it that can be, you know, there's a lot that you, it's real hard to reprogram out. And, and, and mentally speaking, the plasticity of our brains changes over time. And, and realistically, at some point, our brains cannot handle more change. Yeah. Like it, there just is a point where our brains just do not have the capability to accept more change. Mm. However, there, there are ways to begin to understand that, you know, whether or not you accept a change doesn't really fucking matter. Like, <laughs> it doesn't, you know, somebody being trans does not, is not based upon my acceptance of them being trans. Right. Like it, it has nothing to do with me. Right. Absolutely zero to do with me. What it has to do with me is whether or not they feel safe enough telling me about who they are. That right. has everything to do with me and how I, you know, am around other people, sure. you know, if, if they don't feel safe around me, they ain't going to tell me. And that's, you know, unfortunate. Yeah. Do I think it's, do I think it's my business to know? No, absolutely not. Whether, whether they're my friend, whether I'm in love with them, whether they're just a random person on the fucking street that I am literally going to see for, you know, a half a second and never think about again. Right. Does not matter. That's not right. my business, not my job. And that's kind of where the whole libertarian standpoint comes in. It's like, you do you. Yeah, you do you. I like that. You get to be whoever the hell you are. Yeah. My job is to be kind and be the person that you feel safe around. I like that. Like, like it's like you, you are who you are and it is not my business to question that. Right. It's it, my business it's to stick even, around or not. And it's not even my business to accept it because right. who the fuck am I to accept who somebody else is? That's it is right. my job. It is my job to love and it is my job to keep, you know, the general people around me safe from myself. Mm, okay. And, and realistically, it's like, you know, part of that is learning. Part of that is growing. Part of that is understanding that the world around us is constantly changing, that we've had all of these different things come into the forefront because we've had all of these new technologies explode into existence that teaches things at the speed of light, right that, and wrong. That too. Good and bad, true information, misinformation, disinformation. There is so much around us. Mm -hmm. Like there are a lot of things that we have access to that we've never had access to. We've had as more, readily more people having access to them. 
we've had more people having access to them and we've had more voices being allowed the chance to speak than yeah. we have ever had in our history. That's point. right. But like I, I told the guys at Audio Pong, uh, handicapped people, they just became uninstitutionalized in the 80s. Like women couldn't have abortions 50 years ago. Black people just got the right to vote, what, 60 years ago? Like, transgender? You couldn't do that in America. You had to go to another country to do that. So what's happening is people are getting their freedoms and a little more equality, and social media is helping them broadcast that. And there's a lot of messages out there because this is the first time pansexuals had a word to call themselves pansexuals, and they fucking love it, you know? <laughs> and I like that. I like that. Shout out and, to the pansexuals. And that's and and the glorious thing about all of that is is that I get to choose what it is I want to learn about Hell and yeah. how much I want to understand how much and and find out how much I can understand and understand that it is not up to me to produce you know any sort of yeah. quote unquote acceptance. It is my job to simply understand that this person exists, they are allowed to exist, and it is none of my business what they do or don't share with yeah. me. Yeah, you can't judge without comparing, and if you have no comparison, you can't judge. What my question is, you're calling yourself hetero, but you haven't seen, well, not you, I'm sorry, not uh, yeah, you, yeah. Jeffrey, but the audience. The, the general. The hetero. The royal. The hetero men out there, you know, like me maybe. Um you haven't seen a vagina in years and you play with more penis than you ever can vagina, but you call yourself hetero. What do you call a man that plays with his penis more than he plays with any vagina? <laughs> like at some point, what does that man stop being hetero and start being self-pleasuring? You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, and, and that's the thing is, is that it's, yeah. Yeah, if you play you with sit penis, down and you can, you can sit down and dive into all of this. You can dig into all of this. You can try and you can try and, and understand and rationalize every single bit and piece of this. And mm. legitimately you will, there's so much to go down and there's so much yeah. to explore and there's so much to learn about. And it's, a, and it's an exciting realm. It really truly is. Yeah. And we're going to get more people on to be more perspectives about this stuff. Absolutely. It's fucking cool. Um, yeah. I love that stuff, man. I want to shout out Adam. I didn't. I just found out yesterday that Russell Wilson was on the Broncos now, uh, mm -hmm. and then what? I was watching the Bears were winning so bad. I turned it off like at the third quarter. You know, oh, I feel bad for you guys. You need a new coach. What's with this Pete Carroll? Let's move on. Anyway, <laughs> I haven't been watching yet because it's preseason, and, and yeah. let's be real honest. Preseason games are not that good. Yeah, shout out to preseason announcers. Some people can't see, and they're depending on your description of the game and not the commentary about things going on in the stands. <laughs> you know, I watched I watched an entire Bears series. They scored. The, the, the announcers didn't talk about the Bears at all. And like 10 minutes before the half, they were like, hey, you know, there might be some people watching because the Bears are playing too. <laughs> I hate preseason for that. Fuck yes. Oof. So next week you're on vacation. We're going to have the guys from Audio Pong filling in for you, Zach and Marco. So get set for that coming up in our next episode because this is Thursday. We're going to be doing Sunday. So, but yeah, you're going. You're you're going on vacation. I like that. Yep, I'm gonna. I'm doing a quick trip out to Montana. Um, already, I'm working on my plan today. Um, starting, I'm gonna start off my trip uh, heading out to Spokane to go see a buddy. Love that. And then, and then I think it's gonna be Helena to see some family, Bozeman, Big Timber to see some family, and then uh, Missoula to kind of chill out for a night, uh, visit with a friend that I haven't seen in. Oh God, almost like 12 years or something like that. Fuck, I love that. And then, um, and then, yeah, uh, it'll be on to, uh, back home with my guitar amp. So that way I can, uh, chill out and, and start to play some guitar with my youngest, um, start going over some stuff like that. So it's, it's going to be a good time. I love that for you. And that's a whole song right there. That whole trip, you should just on the way, just start coming up with lyrics and make a 19 minute song. Uh, I'm more of a death metal person, so uh, I'm more of a concept album person. So ah. I've got a concept that I'm I'm currently trying to work out, and so really? now I get to actually start doing it. 
secret secret projects of jeffrey i love this that's great. my hope is is at some point i'll i'll uh i'll have some some good material set down and i'll have like some good structure and i'll sit down and start recording it and getting it all put together i like that i never got to uh kira carly kingsley on twitter asked how do extroverts find a way to be more reflective and quiet do you have any suggestions for that Ooh, how do extroverts find a way to be more reflective and quiet i can give um, you time for that i i think solitude the more you're away from people the more less conversation you have the more you learn to appreciate the the conversations you have and when you hear yourself babbling like i do right now you shut up wrap up and ask an open-ended question so that somebody else can talk <laughs> the problem see the problem with me is is that like I, i'm genuinely talking all of the time yeah so me like, too. like if I'm, I'll be talking to a coworker or I'll be talking to, um, someone who needs help. I'll yeah. be talking to the dog. I'm, I'm literally talking to myself mm -hmm. a lot. Like there'll be times where there's other people in the room and I'm not talking to any of them. I'm literally just talking to myself. They're like, what are you saying? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, sorry. No, uh, internal monologue that's gone external. Yep. Um, I do that all the time. I'm legitimately talking to myself constantly and I, I wish I could say that I had a really good reason why, but I don't. Okay. Um, You're an extrovert. I'm an extrovert. And I talk to, I talk to myself as a matter of many different, for many different reasons, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'd say part of that introspective process is me being alone, talking to myself and talking through things. Right. And that's the difference is, is that whether I'm talking out loud or whether I'm talking to myself in my head doesn't really matter. Gotcha. Sometimes that ends up coming out out loud, but what I'm doing is, is I'm having that conversation to, how do I put this to, to write it onto the hard drive. Mm. And so that way it's saved for later. Um, okay. which is why, which is why, you know, there's a lot of times I end up explaining stuff and, and the problem is, <laughs> is that in my head, I am explaining it to me so I understand how it works. Yeah. I am I am sitting down and I am explaining this process and how all of these things get done. And and I'll have someone look at me and go, Yeah, I know how that works. Why are you mansplaining this to me? And I'm right. like, wait, sorry, you're not a factor in this conversation right yeah, now. So right. It's, it's all up here. I I I'm sorry. I I did not mean to explain that to you. That's it's, yeah. it's it's a function of me and, and that might be more of an adhd thing i, I have know. friends that i'm trying to get past that with too i'm trying to accept that with like you're just trying to get through your list and i'm just trying to get through mine it's not you're trying to tell me what to do we both have an objective and we're getting there yep we're getting there yep and so for me it's just like a lot of the time it's like and i feel bad because then it's like oh shit nope nope i can totally see where you think i'm trying to explain this yeah, to you yeah. like you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you totally know what the fuck you're doing. And it's like, I have to stop. Like I, I yes. realize when I realize it, I try to stop myself. When you realize that you try and stop yourself, ask an open-ended question and move on. <laughs> well, or, you know, I, what I'm trying to do now is just get into the habit of, sorry, I did not mean to explain it to you. Like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I'm explaining it to me because yeah. I need to know what I'm doing. And that's for people that's, that you love. That's not all random people. That's people that you're trying to. I train. do that to. I, I I even do that to random people. Like, I'm like, sorry, nope, you know, <laughs> because because I don't, you know, unless somebody says, you know what, no, I didn't know that. Could you keep explaining that? And I'd be like, oh yeah, no, cool, I'll explain yeah. that. But for me, it's when I explain things out loud. Uh -huh. The process of doing it, it's kind of like. How do I put? This? It's kind of like when you know what the, our teachers thought of when you know, like, hey, if you take notes, you'll remember it. Uh huh. If for me, it's if I talk about it, I'll remember it. I agree. That's why I podcast. That's why I remember so many things is because I have to podcast and prepare for it with Jeffrey, the guy that can talk about anything. I brought Kenya up and the guy's talking about Kenya. I bring up fucking nuclear reactors, farming, agriculture. He's there for all of it, the law. And so I got to keep my mind sharp. I don't think you understand how much you're appreciated in my day-to-day -day. thank you for that well glad to, you glad keep to me on here. my toes man fuck fuck you, keep it, you gotta keep it moving <laughs> i love you thanks for being here of course i will see you in two weeks a couple weeks to those who would tear the world down we will defeat you this is our moment this is our, this is our time to those who seek peace and
security. We support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Place. And I don't care how tough you are, they will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me or nobody, is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not yes, we can. what your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams Sunday on live YouTube. Streams. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast. Stitcher, Smart, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, 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 Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making. In the making.